All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. 
Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com/disclosures for details. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, sugar babies. Hey, sugar babies. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. How are you? I'm good. As good as I can be. What's going on? How's your weekend? Corona's going on. Oh. My weekend was non-existent. I mean, no, my weekend was the chill as fuck. Okay. Any any particular reason? <laughs> <laughs> the reason is the coronavirus. Coronavirus! Um, <laughs> because, because of corona, we've all been slowed down. We know that some states have been more heavily affected than others. California, we're now number three of um, most it? cases. Or is that um, the United States? Or is it California? I think it's the United States. Huh? The U.S. The U.S. Well, California does have a, a majority of the cases, a large amount of the cases in the U.S. though. Mm-hmm. California, New York, and uh, Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Seattle? Washington. Washington Seattle. State. Yeah. Washington State. Um, so yeah, I'm it's feeling funny, a it. lot of people aren't that af- like everywhere else aren't that affected because my friend, um, reached out to me and she's like, lovey, how's everything going here? I've been, I've been seeing everything on the news. How are you guys getting all your supplies? They're probably making it seem like we're struggling on the news. huh? Probably. Yeah. Where did your friend But live? I think, um, Atlanta, mm. but I heard Dallas, Texas was being locked down too. No. Multiple places are. I know, <clears throat> like every day a new place is added. I think they're about to start locking down Atlanta, actually. 
Oh, wow. The reason why they're locking it down is to prevent more cases from um, happening. They said that they were kind of slow with the cities like <coughs> New York and California. <clears throat> Sorry, states like New York and California, is, which is why we have so many cases. So they're trying to lock down other states before. It gets crazy in their state. Exactly. It's really, a, um, we're really dealing. We're dealing. It's uncomfortable. It's challenging. Um, it's annoying. Very annoying. It's annoying. I think that word sums up the entire experience. And damn. I mean, I guess like being quarantined sucks. Like it just sucks. And um, I think it's like this twofold experience, right? You're looking at it from the person who's being quarantined and you're staying in the house. And then on the other hand, you're looking at people who are out in the city going raw, pulling up on, <laughs> seriously, pulling up on everybody's home. The people who aren't abiding by the social distancing rules. Right. And like, I get it. If there's, if there's like a place, like this is difficult. So if there's a place that you pull up, cause technically I shouldn't be at Brittany's house right now. Well, technically this is an essential business. Medium podcasting is essential. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's considered essential. Yes. This is considered essential. Media and podcasting is essential. I'll pull it up for you. Oh, really? Yeah. But I mean, I came over here when we weren't podcasting. Okay, yeah, I know, but I'm talking so, about for right now. I know, but I'm just no, saying. No, but you shouldn't. Technically, I shouldn't be you here. You should not be here. So, I mean, we get it. There's some rules that ha that you're going to bend because, I mean, who's living by the rules these days? I get it. But, I mean, you can't be sliding through the city hitting everybody raw going from place to place. <laughs> you to stop with the hitting everybody raw. Because that's what's happening. You're hitting everybody raw, going from place to place to place. You're asymptomatic, spreading. I, I know a couple of people who I know have coronavirus. Oh, my. <laughs> I know they have it, and I'm just like, bro, never. Don't come near me. Yeah. They have it, and they just aren't If you're going it. from group to group. They got it. I, I, I did. I did see, and, and if I'm being honest, the last week I was feeling the same way, like, Fuck, I'm, I wasn't taking it serious. I'm like, I'm going to do what I want to do. At this point, though, with the lockdown, everybody should be taking it fairly serious. I totally serious. agree. I agree that everyone should be taking it serious because there's been so many um, rules mandated, put in place for us to stay at home. This is All of this wasn't in place when I was out. Right. But, damn. Now we can't even get our nails done. I can't get my lip threaded. This is the devil's done. work. Do you think the beauty supplies are open? Serious no. Question? The beauty supplies? <laughs> I don't think so. I highly doubt. Oh, if they're shutting down the nail, can't even get a little bit of box braids. No. And I told you why you wanted to practice. You know that's what we were we were supposed to. I, that's why I told you you should have got some braid hair. I do have braid hair. I just don't have the color for my hair. You could try, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. What color you got? Black. It's like that blondish color I had. We you ain't going nowhere. Germany, no. <laughs> We ain't gonna look, have me look. We can practice with that, but then we'll see if you can do it. And then once they open things back up, then we can go get some of my real color. Yeah, because I don't, I doubt that that's, once they decide, if you don't think a nail shop is essential, if you don't think my eyebrow place is essential, yeah, they damn the beauty sure don't supply think probably the beauty essential. supply. And I was seeing memes like, wow, to the sisters who wear like a press and curl. What a time. <laughs> like, what a time. Pray for them. Pray, Pray for, for the them. people who don't know how to do their own hair. Pray. That's what I'm There's saying. There's going to be a lot of people coming up out of this um, Natural. period with locks. Damn, this is I'm sick. I'm so, I'm this close, <laughs> that emoji, I'm this close to saying, Germany, lock me the fuck up. Lock it up. Lock. I'm locked up. Lock my hair up right along with me because I'm tired. My nails. I, I peel my gel off. I got the. I'm um, not even in the stage where I can peel it off. It's just yours growing looks out. fine because that Real color. Closely. Look closely. Okay, of course, if you look closely, but if I'm I just can't even hold hands with a nigga, he's gonna be like, well, "Look at you this." You shouldn't be because right, you should be six feet. Hopefully, he's been quarantining too. <laughs> My little quarantine. Yeah, but so yes, like, I, hope, I look tacky. I hope people um get in their homes so that we can stop the spread. I don't know how can, long this is gonna go on. My God, I don't know how long either. I hope hopefully. I'm going to give it till May. I think that I think by June, I don't think anything that's cracking off in June is happening. You don't think we're going to be free? You don't I don't think, think so. You don't think um, it's going to be lifted, the, the mandate is going to be lifted by May 1st? 
it's sticky. This time is going by so quickly. It's changing every day. It went from two weeks. Everything will be opened again in April. Now we're April 19th. Now the school districts are closed till May 1st. If the schools are being closed till May 1st, I can't imagine they're going to want people to gather in other businesses, small businesses before May 1st. I, I just don't, I don't foresee well, it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. By May, I don't think it'll be before, but I'm hoping by May 1st. But then I just don't, I don't know what's crying. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm giving it to the Lord. It's on the altar. Yeah. I can't foresee it. Uh, yeah. Because just thinking about everything that could happen in June, that probably won't happen in June because of planning, gathering, getting things together, is just a, a bust. Oh, you mean event-wise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can forget about that. Like, there's nothing happening. They're when not going to have everybody. you say there's nothing happening, what do you mean? Like Another thing is, all because they, so they're not going to get coronavirus under control. What we're doing is stopping the spread, but there's still going to be people who are still showing up with it. Exactly. So They just don't want people showing up in mass, large amounts to where the hospitals can't handle it. Right. But my thing is, like, June is so, June is like what? Two and a half months from now, not even a full two and a half months, about two months, give or take, from today. Now, to throw a big event, like if somebody throws something and you still have a handful of people who can get sick, those handful of people will go out into the crowd and spread it. I just don't foresee Well, them. they probably won't have like a large music festival or anything like that, but people will be able to like, you know. Gather at the movies? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I just, I don't know. And this, I don't like living in this life like this. Yeah, it's difficult. Feels like we're dead. It's difficult. I don't think anybody I know has ever experienced anything like this. And now we're going to virtual parties. We we throwing a virtual party for the homegirl on, on Saturday. Saturday. On Zoom. Now, wow. People going to get their function in some way, Our somehow. imaginations are just, wow, we've really tapped into our childlike mind. We have. The way we were in our um parties on Saturday. We went to a virtual party on Saturday. We went to. <laughs> everybody was in the comments we, Everybody about, was at the virtual party on Saturday. I got a section. I got the bottles. Let's go outside. Meet it's me hot at the up dance in floor. here. I'm like, People okay. were shooting their shots. There was a lot of DJs um, spending this weekend. There was a conference. Com a concert. There's been live concerts from some of your fave fave artists. Um, Miguel been had a concert. Miguel. Anthony, Anthony Hamilton. Hamilton. So many people. James um, Blake was on live today. Singing. Alex Isley. Really? Oh wow, and I missed that concert. Yeah, Alex I Alex Isley yesterday. Oh there wow. There was a there's been a lot and I think that's been a, a nice treat. Um I don't know how long that's gonna go on. I don't know if artists are gonna keep popping up like that or doing When things. Beyonce comes on, they're shutting it down. Bitch, when Beyonce She would never. She, she would never. She, she would never. She would break the internet, please. She would never. You don't think so? No. She'll be like, Go watch my special on Netflix. Go stream <laughs> it. No, of course not. Well, if Beyonce gets gets it, um, finds it in her heart to do that for us, that's the day I'll die. Take me. <laughs> <laughs> to the king. Take me to the king. The day Beyonce pops up on that live, they thought D-Nice broke the internet. Michelle Obama, Oprah, Ava DuVernay, Dr. Dre, everybody was pulling up in that thing. Let Beyonce. They said Bernie Sanders was in there. Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. What were they doing in there? Somebody said they making campaign stops to, to gather up the black boat. What were they doing in there? I don't know. I wasn't in there. What was Oprah doing in, in there? there? Girl, probably pop, had her iPad propped up with her and statement. Cha-chan. Because you know he for the older. My mom was like, did you go to D-Nice's party? I'm like, mom. The party. Stop. The I was like, no, I was at my age. We were. <laughs> I was at the 25. I was up. at DJ Artistics. We were twerking, sweating, and all that. My God. But this once they start much. having the parties um, with the Zoom. Online. With the Zoom feature, like outside of the Instagram live. You know that's when people really going to cut up because you're going to see people twerking and mm -mm. that's probably when the shots. Erica Badu was supposed to have a concert. I don't know what happened to her show. Typical Erica. She was late. Canceled. Now Lauren Hill better not try it. <laughs> Lauren Hill better Lauren not Hill try it. Lauren Hill, she going to come after Corona done. Like, right. okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for my live show. So, yeah. Um, Keep us Everybody's been prayer. adapting. We've been making the best of it. I stand the creativity. I really do. But um, at the same time. I'm ready, I'm ready to, get to go out there. get back to normal. Yeah. I'm itching. It's only been a week. Get put me in the game, coach. Put me in the I'm game. I'm ready too. for the real fun. I need to touch and feel on somebody. I need to have my outfit. I'm gonna have my outfit laid out. 
People going and you know I can probably start recycling outfits. People don't probably forgot about. Yeah, just pull up and pull up in whatever you trying to. People wear. don't forgot about them by now, and um, her hair is gonna be done. Yeah, she's coming back brand new. Period. Brand new. So yeah. new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Um, all the tea this week has been talking about <laughs> coronavirus. What? Exactly. Coronavirus. Bitch, you guessed it. Yeah. So. Um, there's been some good coming from the coronavirus. First of all, we want to thank our health professionals, our yes. medical health professionals. Mm-hmm. We want to thank our grocery store workers. Yes, labor. We want to thank our deliver delivery workers as Factory well. Factory workers. Factory workers. Everybody who's a part of these essential businesses that are still out in the field working and um, comp- Post risking office. your health. Yes, risking your Post health. workers. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Target is showing appreciation for their employees by giving all of them a $2 an hour raise. I stand a company. Beautiful. Target and Trader Joe's have gone above and beyond. They have showed up and above showed and out. And Trader Joe's is hiring. So if anybody has experienced a layoff due to um, the economy right now, <laughs> Trader, Joe's is hi- Trader Joe's is hiring. I think that'll be a cool little company to work for. It seems like they really take care of their employees and it's a pleasant experience. Yeah. And then Instacart is hiring too. I'm sure they probably need hella people right now. I think they said they were hiring 300000 Because people are not trying to get out here in these people jungle streets. People don't want to go out and get their own groceries. Right. So. Now's the time. Now's the time to get a gig um, to like hold you over until the unemployment kicks in or maybe even supplement it. I don't know how you can't supplement it. Oh, you can't as soon no. as you start working. Yeah. If you're employed, you're employed. And if you're not, then you're not. Damn. I would be like, I'm trying to use this to balance no, out. No, no, no. Because y'all not giving me my full wages. Uh-uh. If you're unemployed, then you're not working. Okay, well, balance out which makes more sense. If you're getting more from, from unemployment, then. Then don't work. Yeah. Do what you got to do. What else is cracking? I think that's it. Of course, we've been seeing, like, businesses step up and, you know, step their pussy game up. Olive Garden is, is doing the buy one, get one. Yes, they are. To support people who might need a meal for tomorrow. Yes. The next day. So, yeah, everybody's coming together. These are some difficult times, but I have been seeing people come together. I have too many people have been nicer in the streets. Yeah, so let's keep that up. Kindness is key. Yes. Look out for your neighbor. And look out for yourself. Yeah. Stay in the house. Um okay. Girl, stay out of those another thing, stay out of the stores, y'all. Stay out of the stores if you can. Because people pulling up in there spreading the coronavirus. I know. Touching on every goddamn thing. That's why I love Trader Joe's because when you come in, they spray your hands with hand sanitizer and when you leave, they give you another spray. Yeah, or a rose. Yeah. Um, Just be careful in this time. Yeah, we really have to try to stay in the house as Mm -hmm. much as possible. Shit. But while you're staying in the house, make sure you're still listening to the show. Please. So when you're cleaning up, when you're doing your self-care, when you're walking around, when you're really about to slap those badass kids, turn on the show. Yeah. Turn on the show. I know a lot of our listeners listen to the podcast on their way to work or on their way to school. And it can be hard to like, you know, squeeze Get it in into your, your new routine. Um, I've been trying to listen to my podcast while I'm work, just hook them up to the speaker. So if you have a job where you can multitask, then don't forget about your girls. Or when you take your walk or you're doing your home exercise. Yeah. Listen to the show. Turn it on. So um, And rate and review the show. That's the most important. Right now, you have nothing but time. So if you've been putting it off because you've been busy or you only listen on your commute to work, now you got a little, you know, a few extra moments to sit down and leave nice words for your girls. Yes, you do. So let's see our review of the week. Um, I'm going to have to go back because. Y'all ain't been doing your part. No. Y'all ain't been doing your part. You see, and now we have to suffer. Right. And it's not fair. We already dealing with coronavirus. Right. Okay, so let's read this one from Hannah Nika. She says she's a 17-year-old fan. Wow, you're a butt. You're ahead. You're ahead, mama. You're ahead to the curve. She said, I love this so much. I've only been listening for 20 minutes. Look oh, wow. Welcome to the game. And I love how you guys make me feel like I'm not alone. Thank you for talking about this stuff. As a young person, I really look up to the advice. You guys are like older sisters. Welcome. Thank you, Hannah. Welcome. We appreciate you. We love you, girl. And thank you for leaving a review. We love you for it. Also, we have Patreon. So. Yeah. 
Patreon is a platform that creatives are using to garner support from their community. It's a platform that we use to give you more exclusive content, give you more of what you already love, videos, journal prompts, playlists, affirmations, the whole nine. So when you join us over on Patreon, you get all that stuff. So yes, let's shout our patrons out. And this week, we this week on Patreon, we dropped some really great gems. Yes. In our mid-month check-in. How to deal with this, how we're dealing with this coronavirus and some cheat codes. Yeah. So we want to welcome our new patrons this week, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. And Jessica. What's up, baby boo, Jessica? Thank you both for joining. <laughs> Thank you both for joining us. We appreciate you all so we much. We do. Thank you so much. So um, that information is down in the show notes. It go down. So last week's episode... We mm-hmm. had a little. We had a little goodie. Hopefully, you listened. I know, cause I'm about to put my foot on y'all's neck. So, episode 137, we shared an affirmation: "My mind and heart are open to love in every capacity." So, we thought we were at the end of our love is series, but we really aren't. Right. So, uh, last week's episode was part seven, um, and we called up our homies. Angel and Gabriel, they host a, a podcast, Push to Love, um, where we chat about all things interabled relationships. So being in an interabled relationship means that one person is able-bodied while the other person is differently abled. So Angel and, Angel and Gabriel shared their love story while also uh, were very transparent about with us about what it means to be in an interabled relationship. The highs, the lows, their sex life, right? The intimacy, everything that you would kind of want to know. They were able to dish tea on. So if you're curious, if your nigga's going to pull up in a wheelchair, <laughs> don't fret. Someone is going to give you tea on that. Yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah. I really enjoyed the conversation with them. Great, great, great topic and great, great, great conversation. Yes. So listen, because your man might just be rolling up to you any minute or yeah. your woman. Yep. They might pull up on you. You never know how you never know how they gonna come. Right. So just be open. Know that they're coming. The Lord is sendeth. Period. (laughs) Yet. He's sending. So since we're not done with our series, um, you know, things keep popping up and we feel like it's worth sharing. We feel like it's worth sharing. So today we're going to be talking about something called the Mago relationship theory. Doesn't that sound interesting? (laughs) (laughs) So. We've been talking about relationships for the past eight weeks. Wow. Yeah. I feel like Pastor Mike talked. This is week what? Eight of our series that we're calling Faith Without Works. (laughs) Faith Without Works. All right, people. Say it with me. Love is. Love is. So. You got to watch Transformation. You got to. Right. You got to. You would get it. You would get the vibes. Yeah, you would get it. So what love is, is understanding how much your childhood relationship okay back it up because you said what love is is understanding how much of your childhood relationship when you're talking about imago therapy right yeah yeah let me say what i was saying (laughs) sis what are you talking about (laughs) that's what i was just about to say oh i thought you were explaining what the theory was Mm -mm. i'm like where's she going with this no i'm i'm tying in the series the name of the series okay well let me back it up so since we're in the love is series yes what a part of what love is is understanding how much your childhood relationships have an effect on the person that you're attracting. And that's what the Imago relationship theory is. It talks about how we choose our partners based on our caregivers or, or our parents. We look for that in a partner and that's a lot of how we make our relational choices. And, yeah. and it gets deep. Whether it's positive or negative. Yes. We look at both. Both of the qualities. Yes. So some psychologists believe that we pick these certain partners for psychological healing to work through unresolved issues from childhood. Now that's the sticky, icky, icky, icky part. That when I, when I read that, I was like, huh? Yeah. So you, you don't mean I'm picking somebody because I want this. This is my person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking someone to work through unresolved childhood trauma or issues. Wow. Hate it. (laughs) And um so this theory back it up and dump it a little bit this Mm -hmm. theory um was created or discovered by harville hendrix and he's a psycho a relationship therapist and his wife partners with him her name is helen hunt and they um they wrote a book they write books they do counseling they do talks they do all of this sort of information to just counsel to counsel people in relationships help them work through their issues and all that other shit yes so anyway um harville was saying that 
Harville Hendricks was saying that in relationships is where we heal, mm. where we grow, and where we learn. Right. And I'm like, why do we got to do all that in relationships? Why can't we just get into these relationships and love these people and be happy and go on with fucking life? Why does it always have to be something? When you think about it, when you're in, when you're in a romantic relationship with somebody, that's like really close proximity. That's a lot of intimacy. A lot. A lot. Like, especially if you're in a very mature relationship, like the most that you're the, probably the most triggered you'll be, you'll be is with the person you're in relationship with, like your partner. A lot of times the most hap the happiest you'll be the times where you feel the most loved. Hopefully you in some good shit because I know that these relationships will drag you. But I'm just saying that level of vulnerability and intimacy is so intense there. So I can see how you have to heal. And a part of the dragging is the healing. Yep. You're being dragged to heal. You're being dragged to your healing place. Yeah. And pardon me, a bad bitch had to burp. <laughs> so. A lot of times we see ourselves in these relationships where we have the same pattern and it's kind of repeating itself. But really when you're repeating a pattern, it's trying to resolve the pattern. Yeah. You know, it's not that. It's not because you just like the pattern. Right. Or like, these are the type of people I attract. Like, there's something there for you to reap, for you to learn. You keep repeating it so that you can unlearn it and be done with it and move on to the next. On, on to so the is next it kind of like you will keep getting the same test until you pass it type vibe? Yes. Until you've mastered it, until Indeed. you have unlearned the behavior and you can move on and be completely happy with the person that you're with or yourself and learn to not look for that in the next person because you've grown past it. And the thing about this is it's all subconscious. Yeah. So we're not knowingly <clears throat> picking these people to heal. It's not like, you know what? I need to heal that. I need to heal this. I'm aware of this. I'm getting with you so that I can heal this. It's all subconscious. Um which is wild. Yeah. It's wild that all that we do these things sub subconsciously. So basically our caretakers and our parents help to create our love script, right? So essentially this is the interaction that you had with them. You're going to play it out in your relationship. So an example of this would be, say you had a pretty uh, possessed, not, I don't want to use the word possessive. Helicopter. A helicopter or um, not even controlling, but overly concerned, overbearing parent, right? Overprotective. Overprotective, yeah. And their overprotective, their overprotectiveness might have been shown by them always checking in with you or sending you messages. Hey, let me know when you touch base, when you get home. Send me a text. Let me know that That's you're my safe. Mom. But in an in an overbearing way, right? Thus, as you grow older, your love script might be to either be very overprotective of your partner or be the person who's looking for somebody to also share their love with you by being very overprotective. You can either see it as a positive or a negative. Same way if you had a parent who was very critical and nasty of you, you're either going to be a critic in the relationship or you're going to be looking for someone subconsciously who is constantly criticizing you. And you're either going to evolve out of the pattern or continue, continue to continue the, exactly continue the, to repeat. Mm -hmm. So, once you found your um, Imago match, the relationship that you enter will journey into three different stages. So the first stage is the romantic love stage. And we've talked, this stage is very similar or damn near the same yeah. as new relationship energy, which we talked about um, earlier in this series. Go to that episode mm -hmm. so you can get hip. But basically, during this stage, there's the euphoria, there's the excitement, you're completely enamored, just wow you want to fuck all the time yeah like you're just so wrapped up into this person you have on the rose colored glasses to where you're kind of ignoring the flaws and pushing those to the back burner um and just focusing on the positives or what you think is a positive you're wanting to play more work less you're mm -hmm. staying up late you're staying out you don't give a damn you just want to be with this person in whatever capacity that you can be with them and and that's that on that. So that's the romantic, <laughs> that's the romantic love stage. Yeah. And then the next step is the next step. Next step, pour in the sugar. Yes. The next stage is the power struggle dating stage. So this is the stage that you negate the positives and focus on the negatives. This yes. is when we start really seeing a motherfucker for who they who are. Who they are. Right. So the truth After about, sorry to interject, but this is after about the three month mark. Yeah. Yeah. Once you really are in the thick of it, you know, that, that maybe that ain't even the thick. 
That's just when you really start seeing them. They start yeah. showing up. The representative has taken off and your duck stuck with the real, real life yeah, person. Real, real. So the traits that cause you to fall in love in the beginning likely will start to drive you crazy. You know what is so funny? I seen a meme today that said everything is cool until you realize a nigga had a small dick. Then everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was cool until you or once you realize he got a small dick, everything annoys you. Dad, I'm I like saw, truth. Did you see this meme where um I think it was um. Not Tommy, but Chucky from Rugrats. Yeah. And it was like, so the top of the meme said, me three months into dating someone. And then Chucky was like, he's a clown. A clown? <laughs> You're a clown? <laughs> God damn. You know, Chucky was afraid of clowns. Yeah, he was like a clown. So, for example, <laughs> if you originally saw somebody, like you, you just met this little zaddy and you're like oh my god i love him he's just so calm he's so grounded during the power struggle stage you're like this nigga's boring right 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 like he don't want to do nothing mm -hmm. i'm over it all he want he's just a stick in the mud he takes everything so serious yeah but in the beginning he was calm and grounded right that's perspective too like yeah. that's perspective like a mug the way you see something in one stage and the way you see it at another stage yeah like it was the same trait girl it was the same trait but you were you were gassing it up in the beginning gets calm and grounded but now it's annoying you i've i've been here you've been there hell yeah <laughs> i was like he is just my type my that's type, my, nigga, type, nigga, my, that's type. my type that's my person nigga that's my, my person, person. <laughs> and then i'm like actually he's not he's not my person god you Man. didn't send him you know we'd be ready god sent it actually yeah, he didn't he sent it so <laughs> yeah but I've, I've been here before yeah. recently so um if you're constantly being these this this will cause you to constantly be triggered yeah and these triggers were placed so many years ago but this is really a result of unmet needs and childhood wounds the things that they're triggering are your unmet needs and your childhood wounds <laughs> yeah and you thinking you're triggering me but it's like those triggers were already embedded they're just kind of hitting flipping the switch on them yeah we be flip, thinking flip. We be thinking like you're you're the reason why I'm like this, or it's because I'm with you, right? When but really, really, it's because you already have it inside. It's unresolved, boo boo. Mm. There's shit that you're already battling with that hasn't been taken care of, and now this person has come to ignite the flame for you to hopefully see the light and change the and change the pattern. Yeah. So if so, there's there's three different ways that this power struggle stage can play out, right? So the first way is if the power struggle continues to be unchecked, then many couples, they just adapt. They adapt by living in a parallel relationship, right? So on the surface, these couples may look like they're non, they have no conflict and it's fairly peaceful. And these are usually couples that are in long-term relationships, but there's really no deep connection here. Mm -hmm. Everything's on the surface. It's like a kind of, I do my thing, you do your thing. Um, we're not going to do anything to really stir the pot or create any conflict, you know, just kind of existing yeah. and not really alongside of one another. You're almost living alongside of one another instead of living with each other. Exactly. Like you guys are there, you living in the same house, you're waking up in the same bed. It's a lot of probably how long-term relationships, like long-term um, marriages are. You have without kids. Without doing the right. You like have been together so long. The and monotony, just, the routine. Yeah, like we just hear thugging. Exactly. And so your communication <laughs> is just limited to like the day-to-day -day, what you do today uh, okay do you want to watch a movie on netflix it's not really anything getting beyond the surface getting really deep or just really like you know connecting how intimately you like when we talk to shamira which exactly. a lot of times you you notice like your long-term relationships can get like this even not, even if you're not married to the person yeah it can be like you're in this kind of ltr y'all been doing the same thing when we pull up hop out air out together we do but when we don't i'm doing me you doing you and right. it is what it is like we're just kind of happy being together. This or is are you even happy? It's just kind of like no we're conflict, comfortable. We're yeah. comfortable being together. And yeah. we we Make um do. we don't really get to the bottom of the problems. Like say a problem arises, we kind of just like brush over it to just get back to a normal. Yeah. So the second outcome is what's called the hot relationship. So this is an endless cycle of fighting and reconciling. The on again, off again vibe. Yeah. So this these this type of relationship has, or this type of outcome has the potential to be pretty intense, right? It's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of separation. And then there's the passion that comes with reconciling. 
Yeah, the hot and bothered. The hot sex. Like, oh my God, we were just fucking about to tear each other's heads off. Now we're now we're just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so unconsciously, one or both of, of the partners may be picking fights so that the reconnecting energy might occur. You know, like like Megan and Stallion say, um, what'd she say? What'd she say? She said, um, she you fuck me better when you mad. Oh, that vi- that's toxic. So toxic. That's toxic energy. So this basically results in the least momentary closeness and sometimes some great sex, but the intimacy is really an illusion because this cycle just keeps comp- like going on and on and on. We have these very, very intense moments of like argument and then these very intense moments of reconciling. But like, are we really getting to the issue? Are we really connecting? Are we really building intimacy? No. Right. You're building toxicity. Right. So terrible. The final way that I never had to deal with this. When I'm mad, I'd be like, get away from me. You ain't getting no poo nanny. <laughs> There's nothing here. And it takes me a long time to get over something. Ooh, Jesus I'd be Christ. like, nope, I'm still mad. The grudge. Yeah. She's holding a grudge. So the final way that um this power, this power um struggle stage may end is with the relationship ending. So many couples you are in this stage and you go through this ongoing conflict, this pain, this distance, and you never address it on a conscious level, you know, like really getting to the bottom of things, really connecting and doing what you have to do to, to sustain and create a healthy relationship. And so this ongoing negativity causes further separation is kind of like you always on defense. It's like, you guys are definitely not a team. It's the enemies, the yeah. two enemies operating like the enemies. frenemies. Yeah. The frenemy vibe. And you can feel that energy too. Like, are we even on the same fucking team? Why do I feel like I'm battling with your ass? And, and you're I supposed to, to be to my nigga. I, I don't want to battle. I want to feel like, you know, we're in this together. We're figuring out solutions together and we have each other's best interests at heart. Not like you're a battler. Right. <laughs> so if you feel like that, then likely you're at the conscious relationship stage. So most couples, we break up before we get to this point, break up before the breakthrough, cue the Mary. We don't really make it here. But if we're going to be together, two mature people are going to be together, then you basically get to this point where there's dignity, there's respect. We're both committing to the healing and the growth of the relationship. And thus we get to the conscious part of the relationship. Yeah. We're making efforts. We're making strides. This is when you've been triggered. Because that was the whole purpose of you attracting this mate was to heal, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not like going to be automatic. So it's not like, oh, I attracted somebody to heal and now I'm healed. And then we just move on into marital bliss or whatever that looks like for you. Um, you You have to make a choice. And so um, with the Imago, the Imago relationship theory, they teach a process of dialogue and stretching so that you can eventually reach this conscious relationship stage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that you have to do and they provide us with these techniques. And so that's what we want to share with you all. The way that you can rise above your higher and self. enter the conscious relationship stage. Yes. So we want to talk about the intentional dialogue process. This is very important. When I get me a nigga, we're going to be ready to go. I'm going to be like, hold on. We're about to intentionally dialogue, buddy. So um, when imagine if a nigga came to you with this, I'd be like, oh, wow. I would be like, is this what we're doing? I'd be like, this right is a penny drop. Is this what we're doing? We're intentionally dialoguing. Talk to me. Nice. Did. So when we have healthy dialogue, it helps us cut through our natural defenses and we are able to establish a more genuine connection, right? There's safety there. There's we're both on the same team. Yes. Because we don't want to feel like we're not on the same team. And we can just get our shit done and and handled because we're mature. Right. So this basically is a space for us to be open and honest, um, especially when we're exploring issues so we can get to the real source of our pain. Getting to the real source of the pain is really important because a lot of times we're masking shit. Yeah, like you're mad. Have you ever been in a relationship where like you guys get mad at each other, right? You got to have a dis have a disagreement argument whatever the case is funk yeah and it's like you guys make up but the issue is just never fucking resolved yeah you're basically just moving over the rough rough patch it's like we're just making up so we could talk again yeah but we don't never really address what happened yeah childish (laughs) so let's get into how to 
start implementing this Imago dialogue. So the Imago dialogue starts with safety. If you're going to meet someone in an authentic way and lower your protective shell, you have to feel safe. And so the structure of the Imago, Imago dialogue provides safety. I know that safety insecurity is like one of my core desire feelings. I for sure want to feel safe and insecure and like, I can have a conversation with you and then it's not going to end in either we're not talking, right. you know, yeah. for an extended period of time or maybe the, compromising. It ain't nothing worse than the niggas doing the, um, the silent ignore. treatment. I hate that. Bitch. <laughs> that used to make me so mad. Like, I'm are like, you really why are you giving doing me that? the silent treatment? Why are we Sick, creating all this anxiety and fucking tension? And it's terrible when they do it. They just don't answer. That's immature. See, that, that is behind me. <laughs> Satan, get behind me. My next nigga could never. He would never. He would never do that to me. He and the never. moment you do it, we're done. You want to go silent? I'm going silent. Then I'm going ghost. Sit by yourself. I'm going ghost. You can't go silent and then keep popping in and out with me. Yeah. So, okay. So the first rule with creating safety is that you have to banish all shame, blame, and criticism. So this might sound tough if you're really angry at your partner for all the things that they did or didn't do, but you have to think, how can I tell them how much they're hurting me if I can't criticize? Like, how can I have that conversation without sounding super critical or coming like from a... Yeah, like you did this, you did that. Yeah. I need you to tap in. You left me at the airport. Exactly. You didn't pick up when I called. Exactly. I was in distress. And I must admit, if Which I'm is keeping shameful. it 100, that's how I be coming. I'll I'm be like, like that too. What the fuck? Like you did not, you did not. What the fuck? Like, ugh. so what that comes down is to you also have to create safety for your partner, the person who's going to receive the information. Yes. Right. Cause they, it has to be safe for them to even listen to you. Yes. Cause if they're, if they don't feel like it's safe, they're going to be defensive. They're going to be doing the silent treatment on you and they're not going to want to, they're not going to want to talk. Yeah. About what the actions might've been that led to you feeling frustrated and, and angry. Right. So the safety goes both ways. Both ways. You got my back. I got your back. Yes. So um, the key is to make it easy for your partner to remain open. Yes. And be available to hear. So I guess it's like coming in with a gentle approach because you want the conversation to get you somewhere. And you're really talking about your feelings, not their actions. Yeah. Not you left me here. You didn't pick up when I needed you, but I feel this way. Yeah. You know? I'm frustrated because this is how I feel, right? Period. Okay, so the next part of the Imago Dialogue is to stop talking and start connecting. Yeah. A lot of what we do is talking. Talking at Talking shit. at. Talking at shit. <laughs> talking at, talking to, and we're missing the connection piece. Yeah. So listening to your partner is probably going to be the most difficult part of the Imago Dialogue. Especially if you're going to talk about something that's hard, a hard subject, a hard topic, something that's a little painful, uh, you know? Yeah. Because you're thinking, they're thinking, am I going to hear something painful? Well, I want to just end this conversation and not continue on. Well, I want to yell. Well, I want to deny what's being said to me. Mm -hmm. You know how that feeling when somebody's saying they peace and inside you like burning, burning up inside you like actually no, you're wrong. You're you can't here. even hear what's being said because you're waiting to respond. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. So just deciding to listen well is super courageous because it's hard. It's very hard. And it's very humbling. It's humble. hum humbling. Be act. humble. <laughs> be humble. So be available to listen and, and come to the place where you can truly hear what concerns your partner might have or your nigga. Yeah. And put out all of your spontaneous reactions. Cause you know, as soon as somebody says something, we'd be like, but wait, no, no, you got me fucked up. Yeah. That's not what I said. That's not that's it. That's not what I meant. That's not it. I was not there. I'd be ready to interject. Like actually no. Yeah. So although your first reaction might be like, no, you got it wrong or it's not like that. You basically want to create a, um, a space to listen without judgment. Yeah. Just basically open up to hearing your, your partner's reality and to truly connect with them. So that's how you connect. You connect by hearing. You connect by hearing. And also don't 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 deny what they might be feeling or like recognizing what their reality might be, because then you're going to break the connection. Because as soon as somebody starts telling me what what the fuck it ain't, I'm like, hold up. You're not listening. You're not here with me. Yeah. And thus we're done here. We're done.
it's really tough. It takes a lot of maturity. You just have to really sit there and listen. And also, um, what Harville Hendricks was saying and Helen, they were both saying that listening is more than just hearing. It mm -hmm. also has to do with the way you're looking. Like, yeah. you don't want to look like with the gaze. And I know that this is something I have to work on because I might not... I might, no, not the RBF, like, I might not necessarily vocalize, like, no, that's wrong or whatever, but I'll be looking like, yeah, the you fuck do that. are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So if it's wrong, like, I might not be like, oh, my God, what you're saying is wrong, but then you'll be looking like with the, I'll be looking like with the gaze, like, um, yeah, no. And they were <laughs> saying that you want to look with the glare. You want your eyes to be kind of open. And look like really attentive, not in a sarcastic way, but like, you know, you're just, just processing receiving. what's being said. Yeah. Not with a smirk, not looking snide, just um, really focusing on that, too, when you're um, that's a part of the connecting the dialogue, when someone's talking. Yeah. So there's three steps to the Imago dialogue. There's mirror, mirroring, validation and empathy. Mm -hmm. So with mirroring, you're going to be using the I language. One person is sending a message to convey his or her thoughts or feelings or experiences to the receiver. So this is like, I feel like whatever. I love. I need. And this helps you avoid shaming, blaming, or criticizing your partner because instead you're talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're taking it off of them. Yeah. And you're putting it back on you. Yeah. And um, in response, the receiver, the person who's basically getting the messages, should be echoing the sender's message word for word by paraphrasing. You know, you can say things like, let me see if I got this right. Or you said dot, 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 dot. Right. So that's really a part of the mirroring process. It goes both ways. How am I reflecting back onto my partner? Yeah, when I was listening to um, this talked about on Oprah Super Soul Sunday, mm -hmm. basically there was a couple that um, was they were ready to divorce each other. Yeah. Did this, these Harville and Helen really be saving man, but they folks. still, they still were going through with the divorce. Yeah. Um, so, but they have saved a lot of, but couples. they have, they definitely have this, their specialty. Yes. So basically what, um, what they had them doing was each partner, each person in the relationship had to express why they were unhappy in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And so let's just say the woman, the woman, Oh, the man, he was like, um, you, want to hang out with your friends or you put your friends and our son before me. You never really consider how I feel about things. You're very like family and friend oriented mm -hmm. um, because this, that, and the other, I just want to relax and da, 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 da. And so then the wife was like, so what I'm hearing is you said that I put our son and my friends before you. I like to do this. I like to do that. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And then the husband was like, yes. That yeah. is correct. So that's what mirroring will look like. And mirroring helps you listen to what the other person is actually saying rather than listening to respond because you have to repeat back what they said to you. This is tough for me. I'll be listening like, oh, as soon as he stops, I'm going in. <laughs> that's how I'll be thinking too. You'd be, think, you be thinking of your rebuttal. Right. So, but you have to think about what they're saying so that you can say, so, am I hearing that? <laughs> Da 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 da, and then they have to confirm or deny, like yes, that's that is what, what I heard. said, or no, that's not what I said. Yeah. Um. And then lastly, with this whole mirroring process, you want to ask, is there more? So holding space for your partner to go deeper, because that's honestly what you will be allowing for them to be more reflective and say, actually, there is that last time I felt this way. You know, yeah. kind of engaging with you on a deeper level and just really exploring those feelings. Yeah, instead of being like, are you done so I can say what I got to say? Right. Is there more? Is there more you'd like to share? Wow. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, um, no, the floor is yours. <laughs> Actually, the floor is yours. So next part of this whole um, dialogue therapy is validation. So if you're properly mirroring your partner, then likely you're they'll already be feeling validated. But it's nice to say it as well. That's a big piece because if somebody asks if you're if I'm saying something in my relationship and my nigga is saying the same thing back, then I'm gonna be like, he hears me, he sees me, he you understands me. Right. Right. Versus like, you don't even know what I'm saying. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You're not even listening. Right. I feel I don't feel validated. But if we're already doing the mirroring stages, likely you're already coming in hot with that. But this can be a difficult step too because <clears throat> 
if your partner has a different perspective than you mm -hmm. and you're validating that you hear them, I know this is difficult for me because it's like, um, I don't agree with that. It's right. like, I don't really want to, I don't want to validate that because I don't want you to think that I'm okay with that. Or I think that that's cool. But you're not saying I agree with you. You're saying what you what your reality makes sense to me. It's not my reality, but I get it. Yeah. That's really what you're saying. It's like, you have your perspective. I have mine. I can respect your perspective, although I don't agree, right. but I still can feel it and respect where you're coming from. Exactly. Yeah. It's just difficult. For I me. know. Yeah, it is. So you can validate your partner by saying like, that makes sense to me. You mm -hmm. don't have to agree with them, but it just shows that you respect their perspective, the respect yes. and the safety. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I, I, I can see, I can see that. Yeah. I think that's a better way. I can see how you would feel that way. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. That yeah. makes a little, that makes some sense to me. Okay. And then the final step is empathy. So with empathy, you're imagining what your partner might be feeling. Mm -hmm. So an example of this is I imagine that you might be feeling afraid or maybe a little sad. Is that what you're feeling? And then you're, you're going to check in with your partner. And if they share other feelings, then you're going to mirror that back. Like, oh, okay. And you're feeling a little happy too. You're feeling a little excited too. So allow them a chance to say, yes, that is what I'm feeling. And then you make sure you say, okay, I get what else you're feeling. Having so some empathy. What That's we're going to do. Yeah. We can have a little dialogue here to show you what that would look like if this was a real conversation. Okay, let's go. With two, <laughs> you want to be the sender or the receiver? Um, I'll be the receiver. Okay. So I'm the sender, guys. Okay. I would say, hey, I would like to talk about the podcast. No, I don't want to say the podcast. Make it something deep. Oh, fake, shit. Make it something fake deep. Oh, we can have a real conversation. Okay. How about I'll be, we'll talk about Sunday. So Sunday, this is a sidebar. Sunday, I was supposed to pull up with Brittany on Brittany. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> Therapy, <laughs> classes and session. Therapy is in session. Now I was supposed to pull up on Brittany on Sunday to um, work. You don't got to tell all of it. I'm not. You know I ain't. But you didn't come at the time you said you were going to I didn't pull up, pull up at the designated time, okay, right? Okay, so let's go. Let's talk about it. Okay. So I would like to dialogue about my lack of timeliness on Sunday. Is that okay? No, maybe I should be the maybe I should be the sender. Okay, be the sender. Because for that situation it works. Okay. Better. Okay. And and a big part of this is making sure that time permits and that everybody's comfortable with talking about the issue at this given time. Yes. Okay. Germany, I would like to dialogue or talk about what happened on Sunday. Is now a good time? Yeah, now's a good time. So on Sunday when you didn't show up at the time that you said you were going to show up and it kept getting pushed back. <laughs> um, I felt like that was very inconsiderate. I felt that you disrespected my time and it just didn't make me feel good at all. Okay. So um, let me see if I, if I got you right. When I didn't show up on Sunday at the time that I said I was, you felt disrespected and you felt as if it was inconsiderate and you just didn't feel good at all. Am I getting you right or um, is there more? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I think I was mostly upset because I had other things that I had intended on doing. And without the with the lack of communication and the time, the time with the lack of communication regarding the time piece, it prevented me from doing those things that I had originally planned. So it just kind of threw a wrench in my my plans for the day. Yeah, I, I can see how. Um, you know, you would feel that it was inconsiderate and that you weren't able to take care of your other business and things that could have happened for the day. And I understand that because if someone does it to me and my time is disregarded, I too would feel disappointed and angry and, you know, everything that you're feeling. So I could imagine that you were even disappointed. Were you disappointed? Is that what you're feeling? Yeah. Disappointed. She was disappointed. Okay. I apologize. Your apology accepted. Yay! So, <laughs> so that's how that's an example of how the imago dialogue could go. That takes a lot of intentionality. It seriously does. I can say that I don't even be. I've never done that. No, I would probably be like, "Oh, you understand me. You get me." And it really takes a mature partner. 
It does. Because even if you're coming with this approach, you know, you coming with this energy, mm -hmm. if you're not met with the same energy, the conversation is not going to get anywhere. Yeah. It's not going to get to that place. The reason why it was seamless with you and I is because we both understand how the theory works. Mm -hmm. We both understand um, and have a common goal to get to a solution. Not saying that someone who is not aware of this doesn't want to get to the solution, but they just don't have the tools to get there effectively. Yeah, because even... They just think not have the tools. And even if you bring the tools to the table, you got to share them. You can't already have the knowledge and be like, I'm going to show up with my nigga in the Mago therapy and I'm going to be like, <laughs> he better mirror me. He yeah, better be it's kind of like you got to say, hey, babe, read up on this. Or it has to be something that I want to share and I bring it to you. Maybe I don't read up on it, but it's like... I want to start communicating more effectively. Yeah. And maybe it's a time when you guys have been communing, communicating well and you can say, this is going to take our communication to the next level. I love the way we've been talking to one another, the way we've been listening to one another and that we've been holding space for each other. I read this and I want to share it. Is this something that you would be interested in trying to implement into our relationship to make sure that we could gang gang, ride this yeah. bitch out? I think that's why this is such an effective tool used in relationship therapy and counseling because this is what they do people come in with their issues right and then they sit them down and they're like okay this is how you guys are going to go through this this is how you guys are going to talk to each other mm -hmm. this is how you're going to get to the bottom of it and then that's how a lot of people learn about this and then they take it home and couples were saying um this really turned their marriage like around I even even Harville and Helen mm -hmm. they said that they were like butting heads there was so much conflict and they were just really ready to throw in the towel just be like forget it this ain't working because their communication was so trash but they like started implementing this and they were like oh this can work we can actually be together yeah yeah I mean it's it's, it's good to even consider and remember that a lot of the issues and the things that you're angry about in the moment aren't really things that you're worried about or angry about in the moment it's something that's still unresolved in your childhood that you're trying to deal with only 10 percent of what you're really angry about is has to do with the present moment mm. 90 percent of it is really like what happened? triggering yeah. yeah so for instance you thinking you could count on somebody they i'm only using the airport story because right. i know that that's like a prominent one <laughs> But you're thinking that you can count on the somebody. Greyhound. It was a greyhound. Greyhound. <laughs> you're mm -hmm. thinking you could count on this person who you're supposed to be able to rely on. You're their, you're their mate. You guys are each other's mates. Right. And you're providing and holding space for them. It's like, when I want to lean on you, nigga, I can't. Right. It's deeper than you didn't pick me up. That's small. It really, this ain't her issue. I'm just right. saying. It could be like abandonment, not being able to rely on a man, right. not having a father around. Well, I didn't. So that is my story. I know. <laughs> She did it. That that's it. That that, but that just, could be it. But you're not when I'm you're just, in it. When I was sitting at the ground Greyhound station, I wasn't thinking, this is because my father wasn't around. Yeah, I mean it's I'm, all type of things. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, I can't lean on you because right. I mean, and I know a lot of that is my issue. Like I don't really be wanting to lean on these men, child, because I ain't really used to that. And when, that ain't got nothing to do with this current. That's a small little tip of the iceberg. But yeah. on the bottom, it's like. Okay, you can't rely on a man because you've never had to. You've never you've had never, to. You've never had the, the opportunity, opportunity to. to. Exactly. So now when a pres opportunity presents itself and you didn't show up, now you're teaching me why I can't. Sorry. And that's helping with the healing because it's like, I have to get through. I have to stop this. Either yeah. you got to show up or you got to get out. Yeah. Or I'm going to get out. You Because I stay. can't stand a cycle with a non-showing up. Yeah. I've been not showing up for enough. <laughs> <laughs> and now the buck stops here, baby. Here. It stops here. So essentially, if you find yourself repeating these patterns and noticing that this is something that needs to heal with you so that your relationship can evolve to the conscious relationship stage. If you receive the help of a relationship therapist who implements this Imago relationship therapy, then there are five core principles to this type of therapy. So the first one is reimagining your mate or your mate reimagining you as a wounded child, right? It's, you're not looking at this person as, oh my God, I'm so tired of you, you're doing this, you're looking at them as their childlike self. These are things that happened to them in childhood that they have, that they're still working through. Yeah, because like we said, uh, this love script is created in childhood. It has really nothing to do, it's, it's so subconscious that you don't even understand why people are being triggered 
But a big component is recognizing like, hey, my nigga's wounded. Yeah. <laughs> Broken. Or I'm wounded. When I was watching a little snippet um, from the Oprah show, this guy, they it was him and his wife. They were in the therapy. They were receiving the therapy. And the guy was really mean to his wife, always criticizing her, just being really mean. And they got to the bottom of it. And the reason why he was being so mean, it came out, was that his mom was so critical and so mean to him. Mm -hmm. And he just learned to, like, be critical. Be, yeah, be mean and be angry. He was, like, using that to protect himself as a kid. Yeah. He was boohooing with his big ass. I was like, damn. <laughs> God. He's broken. Broken child. Yeah. So um, next principle is to re-romanticize your relationship via pleasurable surprises, gift giving, and displays of appreciation. So we got to move from the place of, I hate it here. It's the ghetto. <laughs> To deciding if I'm going to be in it, then I want to see it as delightful as it can be. Yeah. Right. And actually making steps to, you know, make those feelings a reality. Make it a pleasant. Because, you know, we'll be like, I hate it. He's so ghetto. He doesn't do the things that I want him to do. Right. But if you're showing up and your mate is showing up and you guys are being spontaneous and surprising each other and being appreciative, then the love is going to grow. Yes. Another core principle is restructuring your disappointments and frustrations by changing complaints into request. Mm -hmm. So instead of being like, you don't never take me out nowhere, change your tone and your delivery and say, hey, babe. I'd love a night I out I would love town. for you to take me out to dinner yes. in Malibu. Yeah, be specific on them. <laughs> I would love for you to take this me girl out to no Malibu. I really dinner. do. Can't you tell? Malibu dinner. I would love to go to Malibu for the weekend, you know, just spend some quality time. And if he don't act after that, it ain't nothing to cut that bitch off. I done made it a request. I said I would love for you to take me to Malibu. You got it. You got it. Next. That's probably why I need therapy. We're resolving feelings of extreme anger. So, you know, again, tapping back in, understanding that your mate is a wounded child. You yeah. wouldn't be. I mean, some people are, but I would hope that you wouldn't be completely just frustrated with a child who doesn't know any better but not but we're not raising these niggas up we're not we're not raising them up in the way that a child should go we're not doing that yeah the, the key piece of this is that they have discernment to be, discernment and your partner has to be aware and willing and equally working yes aware willing and working period there you go so really it's the three w's woke willing and working <laughs> okay wake up www <laughs> okay um lastly um, you have to re revision the relationship as a source of happiness, satisfaction, and safety. Safety is the key. We're not in. We're not in the battle zone. We're not in the war zone. All is well. Mm -hmm. This is a place that I want to be. Yes. This is a place where I'm satisfied, and this is a place where I feel safe. Mm -hmm. Essentials. Yeah. <laughs> Core desired feeling talk. If those things aren't there, then you probably should not be there. Mm -hmm. So. Hopefully, this is helpful. Yes. We hope that this information helped you. We hope that it um, enlightened you. Mm -hmm. Maybe turned on a light bulb like, oh, okay, I see. I get it. And, of course, look more, look deeper into this. Do your own research. The gym this week, pick up your pen. We're dropping a gym. Is the book. The book, yes. So the book is called Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples by Harville Hendricks, Ph.D. Mm -hmm. You can find this on Amazon. You know, we um, shut up in the house. This is a perfect time to read. Get some books. Get your man. Get two copies. One for you. One, one for, for your you. Boo. Yes. Make it a book club. Couples book club. It's sixteen mm -hmm. ninety nine. Get two copies. Make it a project. And yeah, go from there. There you go. So yeah, we hope this information. This episode was cool. We love y'all. Love on each other. Be kind during this time. Yeah. Okay. And we will chat with you all next week. Bye. Love Bye. you. Bye.